everyone, welcome back to another edition of the Kicks and Ticks podcast. It's Coach Steve here, along with Scotty, and we have Nick with us this week. He is back after a two-week hiatus. Ooh. I guess the fact the Panthers don't play till tomorrow, Scotty, we, we set up this recording early just for him. So it is Tuesday and not Wednesday, so we can't break down the whole Champions League round, but you guys can comment on what you saw in that Real Madrid uh, Manchester City match that ended 1-1. Vinny Jr. and Kevin De Bruyne with the goals. Maybe not a surprise in that regard, but tell us what you saw in that match and, and how you guys did breaking it down on our preview pod. I think we did pretty well. I mean, we, we were yeah. expecting a 2-1 to one Real Madrid win. I think if there was going to be a team that won that game, it was definitely going to be Real Madrid. They had a suspect first 25 minutes, but kind of got it together after that. Um and yeah, I mean, we, we nailed Vinny. That was our, our, our big prop that we gave out hit, hit that one. Um, not surprised that De Bruyne is the guy that scored the goal for city. Cause he just also shows up whenever the, the spotlight is brightest. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's, I think the only thing that we aren't happy about is our, our real Madrid future now is, is in serious trouble. I think now they have to yep. go on the road and, and obviously beat city at the, at the ad, in some fashion, right? Whether it's, you know, in, in, um, in the game straight up or if it goes to extra time or penalties, they're still gonna have to do that. So, um, not too, too happy in that regard, but otherwise nailed the game itself. So one down just got Inter and, and Milan tomorrow to, to go. Yeah, I'll agree. Um, so I, I went on as a guest with the plus money pod, uh, to preview those matchups as well. And, uh, Andrew from that podcast, it's so funny. He, he went, you know, before I did, he gave his thoughts on the game and Scott, he was like, we, we hadn't even recorded yet, but basically he handicapped the game exactly the same as we did. He also has a future on Real Madrid as we do. So, uh, I felt validated before we even went on to record. And, and as you said, that game went pretty much how we needed it to, or, or how we thought it would. Um, I feel like Benzema owes us a little bit of money. He had yep. an uncharacteristically poor game, could not finish. He's usually Mr. Champions Bad League. Bad first touch, too. Like, he had lots terrible. of service, and he just never got it straight to his feet. He's just always a little loose with it. Yeah, and, and I think the only thing that makes me feel kind of okay for next game is that everything you called out was, um, you know, City's defense is suspect. They're vulnerable. Yeah. So, Real conceivably could go and get goals. I'll feel really good if they go into the next leg and get the first goal. Um, but... You're right. I mean, the future is in jeopardy, but this is going to present us with a, a pretty good hedge opportunity if we look to take it. So I, I think um, th that's about the only spot we'll be able to pick. Yeah, I didn't love the lineup either. Um, you know, Cruz, Modric, Valverde in the midfield, I get it. Those are the, the big guys. But I felt like this game was one where like Chiuameni could have been a, a pretty key factor if he had more time. And he, he looked really good when he came on in the sub. Mm -hmm. He almost had the winner, 2-1 winner that, you know, Ederson made a great save on. Um, so it just, you know, we'll see what, what Ancelotti does when he, when he, he maybe tweaks the lineup a little bit for the second leg. I think that'll be interesting, but if you're pep, you know, you have Everton this weekend, probably going to rotate a lot there because I think you're going to need Holland and, and De Bruyne and Rodri and, and Diaz all healthy and ready to go. Yeah. Um, or else, you know, that could be issues. Yeah. So, hey, listen, we, we've we're entering into very serious fade the pod territory. We've had a rough couple of weeks, but Champions League is always where we straighten ourselves out. And Coach uh, um, really was the architect of putting together a phenomenal week in MLS. So we're definitely looking to bounce back there if anybody followed uh, some free picks and some Patreon picks. So uh, I'm feeling good. 
Yeah, and, and I didn't get to watch the match. The only thing I have to say, I tweeted it from the pod account a few times. Vinny is just a big game player. I mean, every no time doubt. in the past two years when you see Real Madrid score one of these big goals, especially this season, he's involved. Goal or assist is like a lock to cash every every time he's he's involved. Dude, and it's it's so funny you say that because we're you know we're on soccer Twitter. We're certainly on Calcio Twitter, Serie A, and the 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 endless debate this year has been Liao, Cavara, um, you know, guys who play in that league, but. Vinny is just in a class all his own. Yeah. I mean, if you yeah, give if you me Vinny in those matches, are counting on somebody where you need a goal, you need to win this game. He showed up time and time again over the past two years. So, um, came through for us again today. We had draw no bet. Um, would have loved to win it, but we're okay walking away with that push. Yeah, and I think the thing too, we got some replies to to those, and it's like, oh well, he's not in like so and so's level or whatever. But like, you don't have to be in the messy level to be a big game player. You could be a very good player and score big goals and big moments and, and really make a living that way. Right. And, and make your reputation that way. We've seen guys in the past in a lot of sports who aren't the best throughout the season, but they just step up in the big moments. And that that's kind of how some guys make the reputation. Well, comparing anyone to Messi, that isn't Ronaldo. Yeah. is just ridiculous. It's, it's a ridiculous argument. Yeah. Yeah. Someone said Mbappe. he wasn't Mbappe, I think, which, which is, was the one okay. was worse. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so one's like Mbappe, what have you won? Right. Like, yeah. Well, then they bring up and they brought up the world. We had two people going back and forth and replied to us about the world cup first. And it's like, well, okay. You could both be big game players in different ways. Listen, fanboys are going to fanboy if we, if we know anything, but let's try to be objective here. And we're looking to win money, not to, not to decide who the fuck my favorite player is yeah yeah we had some fun interactions on twitter it never gets old, <laughs> hey keep but... it going guys <clears throat> excuse me let's move it on to our buy or sell uh we'll start with the premier league we're getting down to the last four match weeks of the season in city in the premier league european spots up for grabs premier league there's still title relegation battles are still going and uh let's start with Tottenham against aston villa so spurs are sixth on 57 points villa is eighth on 54 points uh, but a Villa win here could uh, flip the two clubs in the table as goal differential is only four off. Villa need a win here or else tremendous run through the rest of the season will pretty much miss out on the European competition, which they looked like they were really threatening for a couple weeks ago, a couple off weeks, and they're they're kind of on the cusp now. So do you buy or sell Villa as home favorites at plus 125, minus 160, draw no bet, draw no bet versus Spurs with a European spot possibly on the line here? Uh, I think if, if I had to pick right now, I think I would sell it just because they have been in some rough form. They're not scoring, you know, they, their run of success all through 2023 has really just been Ollie Watkins and, and crew getting, you know, numbers on the board and they have not looked threatening in, in either of their last few matches. Um, Tottenham are, are still a mess for sure, but it feels like something is kind of starting to percolate there. Um, I don't know if it's, it's just um, a sense of like, there's nothing left really for us to, to really be concerned about. Like the worst that can happen is we go from conference league to nothing and it's free them up a little bit. I don't know if it's Ryan Mason being a, a better interim manager than your boy. What was it? Is uh, St- what's his name? Stellini. Stellini. Yeah. Um, so it, I think they've they've kind of figured things out a little bit, and, and Aston Villa are just in in dire straits. Um, so and and I think making things worse just to kind of level set what the Premier League European qualification spots look like right now. Typically, you're, you're looking at top seven are getting something, where top four get Champions League, fifth and sixth get Europa, and seventh get West Ham. But with or sorry, seventh get Conference League. <laughs> um, but with West Ham potentially winning the Conference League, right? They're in the final four with uh, Fiorentina, Basel, and, and AZ Alkmaar. 
then all of a sudden West Ham, who's sitting in the bottom of the table, qualifies for Europa. That means only fifth place is going to get a Europa League spot and sixth now gets conference. So do, do they cut a spot? Because I, I know there was one year when Sevilla won Europa, they still gave them a fifth. You can uh, only have right? seven teams in Europe per per league is from what I've I've read. Um, so it's not every league has seven by default. England is up there because of their, you know, their, their qualification scores yeah. or yeah, coefficients. So from what I've read, it's going to be only seven can get in and they'll drop one spot if West Ham qualify through their their conference league um, championship should they win. So Aston Villa here, it's it's really do or die. Yeah, I think a draw doesn't suit them. Um, that puts them, they'll still be three points behind Tottenham for sixth with uh, you know, two, two games left, three games left, three, something like three, that. Yeah. Um, and it's, you know, not, not, not the best situation for them. So I'm going to go the other way. Uh, I'm going to buy Villa in this game. Um, and, and it's not because they've been in great form. As you said, Scott, they, I, this is like a true roller coaster team, right? Where their form was terrible. Then it was incredible. Now it's starting to come back down a little bit, but I just think Tottenham is worse. I, I think, um, obviously, you know, with the, with the management situation, it's been, it's been a hectic two months. Um, and, and they just can't be counted on. So, you know, if I were to buy Tottenham, I, I'm not comfortable buying Tottenham. I, I think that's just really what I'm trying to say. Tottenham results last three weeks, they drew United two, two, uh, they lost to Liverpool four, three, but that was after going down three Oh, and then coming all the way back and giving up that fourth goal in like the 95th minute, right after Richarlison scored, which was great for me, but you know pretty much a disaster for them, but still looked much, much better in the second half while doing it. And by the way, it's a Liverpool team that's back to being their winning ways. So it, it's not like a Liverpool, not a Liverpool team of, of January and February. And then they just beat Crystal Palace uh, one nothing at home. So they definitely are playing better. Um, if this was the Tottenham team of, you know, early April that was drawing Everton and losing to Burnmouth and Newcastle. Sure. But I, I think they figured things out. And I think, you know, they are definitely the team that's in a better vein of form right now than Aston Villa. No, and I think we've said it time and time again, but this is this is what the doctor ordered, right? A game against Tottenham writes the ship and Villa's at home. I mean, I think that goes a long way here. Sorry, coach. No, so I just looked up the permutations for qualification since we were on. I want to make sure we have the right information. So Sporting News actually put out a piece three days ago uh, talking all about English teams, uh, possibilities qualifying. And I guess the same goes for Italy with the, the way that Fiorentina is in in um, the conference league as well, yep. it could be an eighth team. So it is imp- it is impossible for the relegation threat and hammers to finish in a European qualification place in the Premier League, but winning the conference league would earn them an extra place next season's Europa League. The qualification permutations for English teams would be unaffected, it says. So I'm, I'm guessing that would be an eighth team in. Um, okay. This is the way it seems. Wow. I guess so that's the that latest is, and greatest. Italy Stay and tuned. England. Yeah, Italy and England both with a chance for eight, it seems. And no. they don't play each other next game, right? They would meet in the final? They would meet in the final. Yeah, yes. that's crazy. Yeah, West, so, West Ham has Alkamar and, and and Fiorentina has Basel. Potential final for an eighth spot. That's unreal. Yeah, yeah, we could would be something. It would, yeah. would certainly be something. And uh, an English Italian final would certainly be good for the Conference League. I think um, having some named teams in there too. Definitely. Um, yeah. Um, I, I guess we'll move on to the next part of our Premier League segment, which is. Pretty much top versus bottom. We have Leeds against Newcastle, Wolves at United, Everton uh, is at uh, hosting City, Leicester is hosting Liverpool. I'll give you the the money lines for those bottom teams that are all searching. 
Really, Wolves the only safe one out of that group probably at this point. Leeds is plus 350 against Newcastle. Wolves is plus 650 at United. Everton plus 800 against City. And Leicester plus 400 against Liverpool. Can any of those underdogs get a result? Uh, with three of them really needing it for salvation at this point. So if I'm going to define result as a win, I'm selling that. I don't think I, any of these teams win. If I had to pick the most likely, you're not going to believe it, but I, I guess the odds also reflect it. It would be Leeds. They're plus 350 at New, or versus Newcastle. Uh, and that's just because Newcastle have been absolutely terrible for us the last couple of weeks, I feel like. Um, we, we definitely need them to hang on to make top four. Uh, but, I mean, is a draw possible out of this pool of games? Of course, I think we've seen that week in and week out, right, where there's there's one or two heavy, heavy favorites that don't get the job done. But um, I can't see any of these sides winning outright. It would be a, a big shock to me. I think if I'm picking one to win, I actually think it's it's probably Wolves at United. Um, and we're going to talk yeah. about this game in my, my hat trick of picks later on this episode. But if this game was at Wolverhampton, I would absolutely buy Wolves to get a, a win here. Um, they've been great at home. Away has been a little bit more suspect, but United have been playing really poorly of late. Love um, it. They've been dropping points. Uh, luckily, you know, for them, Liverpool spotted them 12 points, you know, coming into April, but that's now down to one point with, you know, a game in hand on United's side. They're very much in jeopardy. They really need to get a win here or else I think that the panic buttons are going to start to be pushed and, and there's going to be lots of lights and sirens going off. Although, if you asked United fans on Twitter, they're totally not panicking. Not at all. No, no panic at all. on Twitter. Not at all. Whatsoever. Not triggered in the slightest. No, no, no. <laughs> so um, I'll go Wolver- I'll go with Wolves on this one. Nick, I, I get what you're saying about Newcastle's form, but Leeds haven't won a game in well over a month. Um, and that was against they're Forest. Due. Yeah, you love the do piece. No, but I'm, I'm just joking. Their, their defense is absolute shambles. Um, just not cohesive in any way, shape, or form. And then I think... Listen, nobody thinks Everton are going to beat City. The only way this happens is City puts out their like C squad of 18-year-olds because they don't want to hurt anybody before the second leg. And Leicester versus Poole, I'm usually Mr. Negative when it comes to Liverpool this season. But like I said, they've been in good form. They've definitely seemed like they're back to themselves. And yeah, Leicester has been woeful um, in the past two or three weeks. So Wolverhampton for me. What do you think, Coach? Yeah, I would probably target Wolves. and, And yeah, talk about a result. You know, in the actual match, in terms of getting a win or a draw, sure, like, I, I think Wolves would be the one. But if I'm looking at from a betting result standpoint, like, some of these teams, if you buy any of them to even keep it close, some of these teams plus a goal, Wolves plus a goal is plus 130 in that match. Sure. Like, they could lose by a goal and you still get yeah, a like push that. at the very worst. Um, good well, number. Everton plus to, a goal and a half. I mean, that, Everton that's plus be... a goal and a half is minus 130. So if you think yeah. City might get a lead and then kind of cruise because they know they have Real Madrid a few days after that, that that could be one right there. Um, it almost seems like it's a game where like City might struggle for 65, 70 minutes and then and, pull and out a one to, nothing. Like, pull it out. Well, yeah. Yeah. If if it's a game where City struggles even for the first 30 minutes, the atmosphere at Goodison Park is going to be nuts. Like we all remember what that atmosphere was like this time last year when they were trying to escape relegation. And I really think that was the difference and why they're still yep. in the Premier League this year. Yeah. If they are even close point. to being in the game against Manchester City, with a uh, uh, safety slash escaping relegation on the line, the atmosphere, I think it could be that like 12th man, so to speak. Yeah. I, I think that's a good point. And I, I'd be interested to see some of these lines, you know, around halftime, right. Is there still a, a, an opportunity to grab somebody plus a goal or plus half a goal and, 
you know, in late into the game. It's it's just the, the spreads are huge. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, I, I couldn't believe when I saw Wolves money, I was like plus 600. I was like, how, how is that? Like such a huge, be the one. it's huge. Um, very big. And they've been the best of that bunch of lower table teams. I mean, they're 13th on 40 yeah. points right now. So maybe a little less motivation to have to get a win because they, they are pretty safe. 10 points up with three. Actually they're, they're, mathematically safe at this point so um that's the, I, that's the only thing that could be working against them when united needs a win for champions league i do just want to point out before you move on that this was probably the only podcast about a month and a half two months ago to buy liverpool making europe and that is very much going to happen it is yeah that i think they're all but guaranteed at least a conference league spot and love even it if they get one or two wins down the stretch here they're going to get a europa spot because tottenham have been a disaster yeah, it, it's been interesting at the top of the Premier League. Not what you expect from Chelsea, from Spurs, uh, even from Poole early to kind of easily cruise yeah. into Europe. And uh, I guess Liverpool's coming out at the right time. And Yeah, United peaked a little early, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah, maybe um, they're in February, they were talking about winning a, a quadruple. <laughs> they they yeah. just won the Carabao Cup and they were look, talking about winning the FA Cup, which they still could do, right? They got the Manchester Derby to determine the FA Cup winner. And I think they were closing in on on City and uh, on Arsenal until that seven zero beatdown by by Liverpool. And like, let's again, listen. I'm biased. I get it, but that game changed United season. That yeah, completely yeah. flipped it on its head because it was a couple weeks after that that they got knocked out of out of Europa too. So yeah, yeah. I'm looking at their calendar. It was literally uh, like a week and a half after that they 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 won the home leg against. Uh, actually, no, it was a it was a few weeks after that, but they actually beat Batiste. It was more like a month after that defeat that they got knocked out. But um, it, it did kind of turn them around, right? I mean, they had beaten City. Remember, they they went, shockingly went and beat City, and we're like, wow, this team is maybe threatening possibly for the title yeah, if they, if they yeah. stick around. And now they're holding on to that fourth spot, really, in the, the Champions League race. It is getting interesting. Yep. If they, if they drop the, any points again, to Wolves, it gets really tricky. They're decently lucky that Newcastle hasn't been good lately, right? They're kind of yeah, going neck and neck with dropping points, and uh, them and Newcastle do have a match in hand on Liverpool, which works to their advantage. So they they could afford a little slip up, but um, so now let me ask you this before we move on to Serie A. So there were people saying if Arsenal finishes second and does not win a trophy, which is very likely right likely, now, unless, yeah. it, unless City slip up badly, um, that United would have had a better season by winning. They've already won one cup and could possibly win a second cup. They could win the FA Cup. If they finish in fifth, is that still the case? Are yes. they, is it still a better season if they yes. finish fifth and they're not in Champions League next year? Absolutely. I, I no. listen. I I subscribe to no. trophy trophies Disagree. over no trophies nope. over feelings. Nope. That that's where I'm at. You the game is measured in trophies. Nick, um, how much money did they get for winning the Carabao Cup? I don't if know. it's only the no, Carabao Cup, if they, if more, they more money like two million this dollars. podcast, more it's like two million. This podcast received for being sponsored by Carabao. If you are in the difference between Europa and Champions League is like 60 million pounds, whereas sure. Carabao Cup is 2 million for a squad like Arsenal that are rebuilding and they're adding in piece after piece, having that 60 million and yeah. being able to push for a potential title again next season is going to be far more useful than somebody like United getting 2 million for Carabao. And listen, theoretically, United don't need to rely on prize winnings in order to buy players but that's kind of my the way point. that their owners have have run the club that's kind of how it, it's been operating 
Yeah. I guess I'm coming from a different standpoint because Steve and I support teams that don't win all the time. And um, not that Arsenal has won a ton lately, um, but I would guarantee you if we ask fans of that team, more people would, I think they'd rather have a trophy than, Nick, than who have won a second about place last year. Did they? Who won it last year? No fucking clue. Uh, yeah, probably. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's as I'm saying. Nobody remembers that. It's it's much better to have. You, you get at least what six Champions League games. And again, I guess it's now. different because these teams are maybe in a different stratosphere. But I, if it was I Tottenham, just... maybe because Tottenham are you're right. Tottenham are very desperate for at least some sort of trophy. But I... you ask any United fan right now if they could trade their Carabao Cup for a guaranteed top four finish, they would 100. percent What do you think, Coach? What you, give your opinion on that? So, like, the way you phrase it, I think it's different for Roma and Lazio because when we're comparing, we're not saying, like, oh, if you finish second in Serie A, we're talking about, like, last year. It's like, I'd rather – the conversation was I'd rather finish sixth and win the Conference League than, no than doubt. say, oh, then, oh, we were Lazio, we finished fifth, we finished ahead of you in the table by, like, two points. Like, yeah, to Lazio me, that just is, won that trophy for the past six take, years. Great. Yeah, to take the Conference League. Um, but I think if you're talking about this situation, I would take Champions League qualification for Roma over uh, a Coppa Italia right now. Because they they need they need the revenue. Uh, I'll live. This will be a great Twitter poll, and, and it doesn't have to be these top four games. or care about cup. No, no, it doesn't have to be that specific. No, no, no that's it, what we're gonna do. Top do four or care about cup. cup. Would you rather win a cup, some sort of trophy? No, 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 no. The Carabao Cup, FA Cup is different. The Carabao okay. Cup, the Carabobo yeah, Cup. I'm saying if like they lose it. the FA Cup, number two, they, if, energy drink in Thailand. If they Number go two. and win the FA Cup as well, they they could beat City in the final. They win two trophies. I'd say, yeah, two trophies for sure. Is is, is a double beat. is better. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I, I buy that. Okay. All right. Moving on to Serie A, uh, we'll feature first Bologna against Roma. Uh, Bologna has been Nick's second squad all season squad. long. Maybe yes. maybe possibly his first squad. The way he talks about Maurizio Sarri, uh, they are hosting Roma. Bologna's plus 210 on the money line, Roma plus 130. Roma's fallen to seventh in the table amidst an injury crisis in four straight matches without a win in the league. Uh, lost to Atalanta, late draw to Milan, uh, draw against Monza, and then now a loss to Inter. There's a chance that seventh won't even earn a European spot if Fiorentina wins the Coppa Italia. Do you buy or sell Bologna to send Roma to their fifth straight match without a win in the league and weaken their European hopes even more, or at the very most, uh, a conference league if they don't win the Europa League? Um, I have to buy it because I am the leader of Bologna Twitter and the Bologna bandwagon. So I would be an absolute sellout if I didn't buy it, but I'm, I'm really buying it more so because of the form Roma is in, as you just said, uh, the fact that their injury list is mounting week after week. We talk about Jay medical being the worst, uh, medical staff in the sport. I think Roma is right up there with them. They have, players that can't stay on the field. And, uh, you know, I'm not necessarily talking about Dybala and El Shadawi who get hurt every single year. We're talking about this is like half the squad. Uh, Roma play on Thursday where Bologna have that added rest. And what Tiago Malta has done with this team, he's been able to rotate and introduce guys that weren't getting any game time at the beginning of the year when they were going through a very poor run of form. Um, Orsolini is playing his best football of the year at, at the perfect time. Uh, Barrow, I don't necessarily love the guy, but he's been playing every single minute of every single game and he just doesn't stop running. So um, guys like that, Ferguson has been really good. Uh, Xerxes, who came over from, I want to say like the Bayern Munich Academy or the Bayern Munich's team or something like that. Uh, he's been 
okay, but guys like that are keeping Arnautovic, Sansone, um, uh, the other Soriano. Like these guys haven't sniffed the field in the, in the past month or two. So yeah, uh, Soriano and Sansone have been been hurt. I believe it, it's it's been. I don't know. It, it just what he's doing with the guys you haven't really heard of. Um, it it's been refreshing, and and they every game is a tough game, and it's going to be an uphill battle for Roma. I'm not necessarily saying Bologna win this game, but they've scored just about week after week after week, and um, this this to me presents a tougher matchup than somebody like a Monza. Yeah, it's 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 a going to be an interesting game, but for all the wrong reasons. Um, I just took a quick peek. The under two and a half in this game is minus one ninety. Um, the last four matches, uh, three have ended one zero, and the other one ended as a zero zero draw. So this feels like it's going to be a, you know, you get a one goal, up. you're going to yep. get at least a point. Yep. And like you just said, Nick, you know, Bologna have been scoring. They they have that you know consistency right now. Where with the injuries that Roma have, they don't have that luxury. So if we're looking at can Roma get a win here, it almost feels like they may have to score two. Um, and I don't know that they have that in them. Yeah, so I'll say this. Um, as someone who watches Roma literally every week, right? I, that's my team. I watch them pretty much every match. And, and you know, if it's a midweek match, I try to at least catch the majority of the match after work. And knowing the injuries and the fact that they play Thursday against Leverkusen, at the study Olympico in two days time. And then they have to play the return leg in Germany next Thursday, which would only be three days rest in between that with travel for, for, you know, a, a match four days later. So you're looking at what's that a 96 hour turnaround. Um, it's going to be tough because right now definitely ruled out for this week are Smalling, Lorente, El Shirari, and Karsdorp and Kabula, right? So there's three center backs on that list for a team that plays a three center back formation right now, which means Brian Cristante will probably be playing center back Brutal. in all of these matches. They're hoping to have small back next Thursday. So he, even if he's back for Bologna, he's not playing more than a few minutes just to, to test his legs a little bit at the end of the match. Right. You're not, you're not going to risk him yeah. um, because you see the difference in their defense when he's not playing and, and not just him. It's also Lorente who was looking pretty good as his replacement for a couple <laughs> matches. The, the leads Loney <laughs> who thought? Uh, then got hurt. Right. So, and I'm I tend to Nick knows I tend to be optimistic about my team. Yes. I think this is a trap match in terms of yep. line for Roma. I think if Roma at all keeps it close, which I expect the the first leg to be close one way or another at the Olympico, I think Roma really has to get the win at the Olympico. They need the result against Leverkusen. Um Marino's he can't afford to risk Dybala from the start in this match, right? I think he knows his top four hopes are done. So what are you playing for? Uh, other than winning the conference league right now, I think. And and, and I think I 100% buy that Bologna can at least get a draw in this match. Yeah, the only thing I feel like Roma has going for them is Bologna do not start quickly. They they rarely get first half goals. Um, yeah. And it's interesting. Both of these teams have scored just about the same amount. I think Roma has 44 goals. Bologna has 43 or something like that. Which so. which is pretty shitty at this point yeah, in the year. Terrible. 34 no, matches it's, plays. It's yeah. fucking terrible. And I, yeah. I think, um, you know, if... Thiago Mota has been the coach since the start of the season. Bologna probably have more goals than Roma, and that's, like, crazy to think about. And Arnautovic hasn't played since, like, it's been a while. November. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think he's got, like, 30 minutes total since November. So um, it, it's going to be a tricky one, and I would love to see Bologna get a result, of course. Um, but I, I don't know that they went out right. I think Scotty nailed it, right? Whoever scores first should feel pretty good about getting the point. 
Yeah, I think I, I think whoever scores first should feel good about getting at least a point out of it. I, I think both teams may have a hard time scoring two, um, unless they're almost really super fatigued and, and they really rotate. You could see maybe a couple of youngsters playing in this match from from the from the jump. If Romo say gets a one nothing win on Thursday or a one one draw and you got to go to a Leverkusen and find a, a a result there. Um you know, of course, I want Roman to win, but this is not a match I would bet Roman to win by any means. And Orsolini, he's been having a hell of a season. I mean, Love it. if there's ever a time for him to move to a bigger club after he, he didn't really get a shot at Juve after they bought him from Serie B, I mean, now's the time. He's 26 years old. He's kind of entered his prime, and he's got a 10-goal, three-assist season, 29 appearances. This might be the time for somebody to, I, I would to jump on that. literally anything to bring him to Lazio and put him on the right wing with Zaccagna on the left wing. I, I, I mean... Uh, you know how I feel about Saudi, but this this kid could take the next step under him. I, I truly believe that. Yeah. All right. So moving on to a similar schedule, I guess, in, in Serie A as the Premier League. A lot of top versus bottom. We have uh, Lecce plus 425 at Lazio. Salernitana plus 375 hosting Atalanta. Spezia plus 300 hosting Milan. Uh, Sassuolo plus 475 at Inter. Moses plus 360 at Napoli, Cremonese plus 650 at Juve. Can any of those underdogs get a result? Uh, it's tough. I mean, the answer is, I guarantee you, oh, what's another over-under, Nick? Because we've done this before. Yeah, we have. We've got one, two, three, four. We got six games here. Four and a half. We're getting or four and a half favorites winning. Do you think we, you get five, six? Where are you sitting? Yeah, yeah. I'm going over. I like five, at least five of these to get a win. Good line, though. I like that. Yeah, so I, I think for me, I'd lean a little bit more towards Lecce, more so just because I'm upset with Lazio and how they performed in recent weeks, and I'll let Nick get into that more detail, so I won't steal his thunder there. If not that, Slernitana at, at Atalanta, they just got shut out by Juve 2-0. I think there's opportunity there for maybe a little bit of an upset. Um. Uh, so on that game, uh, just because you brought it up, I mean, make no mistake about it. This is the most must-win game of Lazio season. They just lost two in a row to uh, both Milan clubs. Pretty expected. Now this is the stretch run of their season where their three quote-unquote winnable games are heavy favored here. This is this is the make-or-break game for Sadi, in my opinion, right? Is, is he the guy that gets them back into Champions League and maybe they finish second place? Or is he the guy that I thought he has been this entire season and he bottles this. They had a fucking 11 point lead on inter, like not even a month ago. And now it's down to one. So um, huge must win game. Would it shock me for Lecce to get a result? It absolutely would not. Um, Outside of that, I, I really believe that Milan is the most vulnerable just because they have to be looking ahead the most to inter. Uh, and, and Spezia, I mean, I think they're probably going down, right? I'm not looking at the table right in front they of me. They are currently Spezier. three points behind Verona for salvation. Yeah, yeah. so, I mean, if they're going to have any fucking hope, they have to get a point in this game. They probably need three. Um, so, uh, I mean, I guess, again, for the, for the second segment, I'm taking the team with the shortest odds, right? The, the, the least underdog of all the underdogs, but I, I think Milan is the most vulnerable here. Um, Napoli, Potentially could have a little bit of a hangover, but I, I think they have a lot of guys who still are looking to prove something and, and they might rotate a little bit. And um, I, I, I just, I think at least five of these teams win, if not all six. 
I, I think somebody will slip up. It's almost impossible right now to say exactly who because, you know, you don't know what's going to happen in these midweek matches. The three of these teams are playing. Also true. Uh, in, in the next two days, the two Milan clubs are going head-to-head, and then they have a return leg next week. Juve's got um, Sevilla, and they have a return leg next week. So that that will force rotation from those teams. Cremonese is not very good, which is why I think Juve gets the job done regardless, yeah. um, why they're the biggest favorite of all these teams. I I also would kind of target Monza to – and if we're talk, just talking about get a result, a draw as a result, in my opinion, in, in a matchup like this, yeah. I would I would look at Monza. Because they have gotten, I think it's four or five straight results. Um, a couple of them against big sides. That one was against Fiorentina. They beat Inter. They drew Roma. So they're not going to be scared of Napoli. Um, that's for sure. And I, I think Napoli could have a little Scudetto hangover. I'm not saying it's a guarantee. I, I considered making like Monza double chance uh, one of my my locks of the week. But I'm not going to go that far. But I think that could be a slip up. I also would target Spezia like Nick did. I think. Milan or Inter even could have a little slip up here because when you, you they're going to have to rotate on the weekend. There's no question about it. You're not yeah. going to risk certain players. Like if you, if Leal is able to go tomorrow, you're not going to risk him on the He's weekend. Not playing on the weekend not, yeah. Yeah. You're not going to probably play Teo Hernandez. You're probably not going to play um, Lataro. If you're Inter, maybe Barella or somebody gets a, a rest, maybe Brozovic, who, who knows who they want to rest after, you know, the, the midweek. So I think it's very possible. You could get a result or two from some of these teams. I agree with Nick that Lazio is one that needs it the most because no if doubt. they slip up, then it gets tricky because Milan they're wins done. and they're, they're level, right? And all of a sudden pressure's on, on Lazio and Saudi. So over, under four and a half. I'm going to go, just because you both went over, I'll go under. I'll say four of these teams get get okay. wins. Four of the favorites. I, I think one yep. of these European sides like slips up somewhere. And then maybe another one, maybe a couple draws. I'm not saying two will lose, but maybe two slip up in some way. It's Serie A, so I think that's probably the but weirdly enough is likely to happen. But yeah, that's the reason why the two. Champions League race you know, is so. Well, close, I was going to say, right? like, yeah. like silly me on week 35 or 30, 35, week 35, 35 yeah. to say yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, I'm very confident in five of these. Five of these six teams. No yeah, no, we watched them for 34 rounds. Shit yeah. to bed. So yeah. <laughs> All right, so plenty to look for in, in both leagues this weekend. Let's get to our hat trigger picks and, and see where we're going with that, guys. All right, I will kick things off as per usual. I'm going to try and get a 3-0 week here because I think it's been about two months since my last 3-0 week. So as we Nick all will say, <laughs> I'm due. Um, my first pick, I'm going to go with Fulham. Draw no bet, minus 125. They're at last plant, at last place Southampton. Uh, Fulham looked a lot better this weekend. They just scored five against Leicester City. Granted, Leicester City were terrible, but it's still a good sign. They also get Mitrovic back from his long suspension. So he should be available for this one. I think he starts, but maybe fitness concerns. He is more of a sub appearance. Either way, it helps having him on the pitch because that dude is automatic. Um, and Southampton at this point are, are basically relegated. I don't think there's a path out for them. So it's not like they're in this relegation battle like you'd see with Leeds or Everton, where you might see kind of like a, an otherworldly uh, amount of effort put in. So I think Fulham have every right here to, to get an easy win. I'll take the draw no bet just to give myself a little bit of protection in case you know there is uh, some home magic for Southampton. But it's a team that really struggles to score and, and with Fulham kind of figuring their their kinks out in the last few weeks I like them getting at least a few goals in this one all right I'm staying in the Premier League with my first one I'm going a, a game parlay Newcastle and over two and a half in the match at plus 135 money line wasn't 
the greatest number in Newcastle, I think it was like minus 160, uh, 50 or something. And, and the team total is minus 165. So I'll kind of take a combination there and hope Leeds gets a goal too, or, or Newcastle finds three. Newcastle has been an easy over team. I think Newcastle gets the job done. I'm sorry. Leeds has been an easy over team. And, and I think Newcastle gets the job done. And I think you get goals in this match. I know they lost um, on the weekend to Arsenal. They were unlucky not to find another goal in that match. So I, I like Newcastle. They're closing in on clinching a Champions League spot. So I think there'll be plenty of motivation there. Leeds will be desperate to push forward and find a goal of their own, especially if Newcastle scores first. I expect goals in a Newcastle win. When coach gets creative like this, I know we're headed for a good week. There's just no doubt about it. <laughs> um, so I'm going to go to a team that has been very hot for us. One of the few teams since the break that's been good to us. And that's Fiorentina. Uh, money lines minus 120. They're taking on Udinese. Scott will be the first to tell you Udinese stink. They stink. cannot score. They, you know, you've never seen a team miss more chances or more balls in the box than Udinese. Um, and, and you guys heard us, right? We just ran through basically every single game on the schedule. There's not much value to be found unless you are really favoring an underdog. This is one where the number's palatable. And um, even though Fiorentina's main game will be, uh, you know, that Thursday matchup in the Conference League, I think that they have enough quality to rotate players and get a result here at home. Fair enough. I mean, I will always... Uh, be in favor of betting against Udinese. Yeah, they they've really turned into like what we thought Hellas Verona was all year. Yeah, which like is sad if you, because if you're we, a we solid did. side, but like you could bank on dunking on Udinese, except for Roma that one game where they got smashed four to one. We had a good <laughs> run with Udinese, both teams to score, right? We had a yeah like a couple of weeks where we took yeah. them. Can Can you imagine though how like hot they were at the beginning of the year? It's not even like. Obviously, Roma's had their issues, but defense hasn't been an issue this year. And they put up four in that match. And, and they were really – like, people were talking about them as, like, the surprise team of the season yeah. early on. Like, oh, how <laughs> high can they climb? Can they qualify for Europe? No, they didn't. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, if, if the season ended in October, yeah. then that would have been true. Yeah. All right. We'll shift into my second lock of the weekend. I'm going with Manchester United versus Wolverhampton. I'm taking the under, but the under in this case is going to be three. Uh, it's the under two and a half, I think is like plus one seventy, Um, and that kind of scared me off because it, it's felt really, really good. Um, wolves have looked pretty good in the last six weeks, but all of that is coming at home. I think they've won their last four home home games and then have drawn or, or lost the, their away matches. So, um, this game is, is in Manchester. So Wolverhampton will be on the road. The good news here is United haven't been scoring much at all. Um, they've only scored I think it's three goals in their last uh, five matches. So, uh, or sorry, it's it's two goals in their last three matches. Um, their their offensive output has been all over the place. Um, Rashford has not been the guy that he was, you know, in in February and in January when we were talking about United being a, a treble threat or whatever. Um, so I, I will take the under three here. It's minus one thirty, so it's still a decent value. And if it comes down to one of those games where it's tied one, one, and there's a late two, enough two to one winner, you get a little bit of, of protection there. So I'll take the under here at three. All right. Yeah. I'm going with Arsenal for my last pick. Um, they are second to last the window. Yeah. They are playing against Brighton who all of a sudden it's kind of hit like a, a tough run of form. The Seagulls are starting to, to look very shaky in their European chase. And they're coming off that five, one loss to Everton in the midweek. Arsenal needs to keep winning to, to keep the pressure on City. 
Um, City does play before, so if there's any slip-up at all from City with a rotated squad, if, if that is the case, then I like this pick even more. But when I saw that they were at home at minus 130, I jumped on this. I, I think they will get the job done. Um, I like Deserby. I like Brighton. But I just think that Arsenal needs this more at this point and is going to be hungrier and they're at home and I like them to get a win. That's a good number. It's a good number. Um, so I'm going to go back to a game we talked about, Monza-Napoli, over two and a half, minus 115. Uh, you would have been very hard-pressed to find a Napoli over at this number at any point in this season. Um, so yes, the Scudetto's locked up. Yes, there might be a little bit of a hangover, but the reality is these guys were right in our earlier segment. Monza has been very, very good. Monza scores just about every game. Um, and I think Monza gets a goal. And and I see this as kind of a two-one in either direction, right? Either either Monza kind of catches Napoli slipping and and catches them by surprise and gets two goals, or Napoli rotates. I mean, we have Osimen who's still playing to be the top scorer in the league. We have Cavara who is looking to prove that he can do something since January, which he hasn't proved to me. Um, and you're going to see some rotation because Lozano's hurt. That only benefits Napoli. So uh, Simeone, Raspadori, Politano, these guys could come in and make something happen. I think that there's certainly going to be three in this one. Yeah, I think. Kavar has low key been kind of quiet in the last few Terrible. weeks. So it feels like this is kind of a game for him to break out of that a little bit. The the Scudetto chase is over. So that's playing free. And that's kind of where he he thrives, right? When and it's just kind of this like free roaming role. So no doubt. Keep an eye on that one. Maybe we we throw that as a prop, a, a goal or, or assist prop for, for this weekend. Yeah, I like it. All right. Closing it out, my third and final lock of the weekend. I'm going to Italy as well. Um, Spezia at AC Milan. I'm taking the under two and a half. It's minus 115. So this is a weird stat, but in their last six matchups, um, there has been five overs in two and a half, which is kind of crazy considering the teams involved, right? Spezia, not exactly a a known scoring beast and, and Milan typically being a little bit more on the defensive side. Um, this matchup in particular, I like it just because Milan have allowed just three goals on their side in their last seven league matches. So a good defensive run of form there. We also talked about on our champions league pod that they've been doing something similar in, in the champions league knockout round. So I like the way that their defense has been playing the last two months or so. Um, Spetsy on the other side, bit of a rough stretch. Um, they're probably looking at being in Sari B next season. Um, yeah. we talked about them being three points off the, the safety line. Um, and after this match, you know, they have two games, but then they, they end the season with, with Roma. Um, that's not exactly a place you want to be playing when you have a, an opportunity to secure safety. So they're going to need something in this one. Something to keep an eye on is Leao has been reportedly injured. You yeah, might show up. Game. There's no way he plays sh- in this game. Well, they're, yeah, saying he might plays, sh- yeah. they're saying he might show up in the, in the inter uh, champions league semifinal matchup. Maybe right. that's worth risking him, but if this is in that, this isn't happening. So if there's no layout, then then Milan are not going to be putting out, you know, big numbers on offense. So I, I like the under in this one. It's going a little bit against the trend of this matchup historically, but just given the way that both teams are playing, it seems like now is the time to strike on under. You know what? I, I've been trying to keep quiet on your guys' picks because we've been so fucking cold and I usually get all hyped up and I jump in <laughs> with my thoughts and I'm like, no, I'm not going to do that. But you know what? That's why people come to fucking listen. So Scotty, I love this pick and let me tell you why. The same reason we talked about on the Champions League pod, Milan doesn't fucking score. Their forwards do not score. I cannot imagine a scenario where there's three goals in this game. This is probably my favorite pick of the weekend, and I have three of my own. So, yeah. I, I mean, 
again, take Clay out of the equation. Like who's right. who's getting goals here? You're you relying Brahim Diaz and, and Giroud. Sal makers doesn't make sense. Yeah, Sal, yeah, Sal I mean, makers. Listen, he's go. looked. Yeah. Uh, I'm like one of his biggest haters. I think the guy stinks. He's looked really good over the past month. I have to give him credit for that. All right, right, I'm going my last pick. This is this is my riskiest pick, I will admit it. Um, it. This is why I didn't weigh in on the buy or sell, but I'm going to go Aston Villa money line at home plus 125 against Manchester United. Get it. United's cooled lately. Rashford has cooled off lately, which is probably a big reason why United has cooled off. Uh, he's not scoring the goals he was. And I don't know. I, I just think maybe Villa steps up against a big side. They, they get that kind of marquee win to close out the season. And even if they don't qualify for Europe, I think it's a, a good building block for next year for Emery. I would love that. As a Liverpool fan, if Villa can get a win here, that would make my weekend. Yeah, I just I, I want this to win as a neutral fan watching the games. So love it. Um, so my last one, I'm just going against every piece of conventional wisdom. I'm not even going to try to justify why I'm taking this pick. It is Crystal Palace money line there at home against Burnmouth. I just that we cannot make sense of Crystal Palace. They looked terrible last week, so that just means. They're absolutely going to come out and smoke. This line makes no sense. Minus 115 on the money line. Maybe Scotty could justify it for me, but that's just exactly where my head was, and I'm going with it. No, you're right. I mean, I've said that Crystal Palace are the ultimate Jekyll and Hyde team, and they definitely put up a a Hyde performance uh, last weekend, so they're due for for Jekyll to come out. Um, This game, they're they're at home, right? It's in London, so I think that probably helps them a bit. Um, Etze has been playing really well, um, so... Certainly have a, a every opportunity to be one of those weird games where they put up like a 3-0 win against a Burnmouth team who should be safe, so not really much to play for. All right, and that brings us to our, our pod lock. We're going to stay in England. Um, we're going to go with a prop of Manchester City versus Everton, both teams to score. It's minus 105. We've already talked about Everton playing for their lives. Um, this is a home game for them, so you know that they're going to be going all out. City, meanwhile, their eyes right now really focused on Real Madrid. They have that second leg coming up next weekend, or sorry, next week. Um, so there's probably going to be some rotation. I don't know if Holland and De Bruyne are both playing this one or if they do some sub uh, appearances. But either way, I assume there's going to be a few of the key players missing from the City lineup for at least a chunk of this game. Um, even still, City's offense runs deep. You know, I don't know if you guys remember someone named Julian Alvarez. He's a World Cup winner. Um He's probably going to play a decent role in this one. And he has every bit of, of ability to get a goal in this one. So um, I think the city goal is, is a foregone conclusion. It's just a matter of Everton getting on the score sheet. And with their full five goal outburst against Brighton, I think it's every possibility that they get at least one in this one. Yeah. would love for them to just come out, get a goal in the first 10 minutes, like remove all doubt. And yeah. We you know on. who would also love that are Arsenal fans. That's facts. Yeah. Would get interesting. So there you have it. Those are our locks of the week. We're hoping to bounce back with We're a coming back. better week. Yeah. <laughs> or guys fade us. I mean, shit. We, yeah. We've we, let's yeah. the past or two so months have been fucking us. brutal. Yeah, yeah <laughs> that's just... true. So we hope you guys enjoyed listening. Uh, hopefully, you'll be riding some of those picks with us, and maybe you fade some and win money that way. Whatever way you make money, we'll be happy about it. Oh, yeah. one, that that's that's our goal is to make you guys money. Uh, check out the Patreon page. We will have some free MLS picks for all this weekend again. And then we will also have our, our paid Patreon uh, picks for the, the Premier League and probably some steady out stuff as well. So thanks again for listening. Thank you for your support. And be sure to be following us on Twitter. Go Panthers. Go Panthers.